Old school Paul, new school Justin. Man, y'all still going to school though. <laughs> Sit down, listen up. Father, son, y'all think it's just another one. Fade the Vader, they be grading players, all it's done is. Made the piper pay me, and they've been grinding lately. Up late, hit the waivers, don't hate the player, hate me. It's just a game boy, never gifted one on Christmas. Instead, I asked for ships to hit everything off my wish list. Check the litmus, do y'all really not get this? Hit this triangular shape button, I don't want you to miss this. But I guess that's really none of my business Me risky free, cruise with pollen, Justin, just listening Yards after contact and catch, that's a lot of distance The kind of info make me wanna blow opponents kisses But I gotta be clear, there was one key difference Relationship is deep in this vent of ellipses Like how Justin agreed to washing all the dishes I'm just grateful Paul turned the miss into the missus Father, son, pie, get down on the get down If you don't get it now, then get, get out Father, son, pie, sit down and get rich now if you're not feeling it now then get get out what's up everybody welcome to the father son fantasy football podcast my name is paul my name is justin and boy we got a good episode for you guys yes we do if you guys are new please hit the subscribe button you don't want to miss out we just got done recording uh, episode it just went up before this episode so you guys missed our last episode and are new listening to this episode <laughs> that's a lot of words right there but hey Go check it out. We did a show with Elliot Christ of the Quant Edge. And which was fantastic. Which was very fantastic. Jets fan. We talked about Le'Veon Bell. We talked about Curtis Samuel, who we love this year. We made a table bet. And, you know, I'm feeling confident about our table bets. We have four so far. I think five, maybe. We've got five you know? so far. We're going to make some more because we got to get going. It's, it's almost. It's already August, dude. It's August. Yes, it is. Sixth right now at time of recording. So week one preseason hasn't started yet. Um, we do bunch our episodes together because my work schedule is opposite your work schedule. So the days I have off, we do record twice. So That's it's right. what we do right now. And big preseason, know, big preseason in two days, Thursday night football. Yeah, Thursday night football, football's back, like we said in the last episode, and we're excited to see that. And I mentioned Listener League. So if you guys, every single episode you listen to it, check the show sheet, the show notes underneath the pod, the description. We have our Twitter's linked in there. We have websites we're affiliated with down there, and we also have a listener league sign up. So it's a Google form. The, the link is obviously, I think it's going to sound a little sketchy at first, but it's, it's a Google form. I made it myself. I promise you it's not a virus. So go there, <laughs> sign up, and it's optional to donate for fantasycares.net. But if you do decide to donate to fantasycares.net, your chances of getting in this listener league jump tenfold. Which we are over, overwhelmed by all the, all the, money that people have donated to the charity it's yeah. it's been overwhelming to us and it's good to see it's very good to see i'm happy people are donating to a good cause and you get to get to play against me my dad right there what's up dad what's up buddy? tyler You're going down all right no i'm not you, all you, right yeah so tyler veloski the reigning champion down. who i lost against last year in the championship so he's got to defend his title some dude named stompy uh I don't know. Apparently, he's pretty good at fantasy football. I think he said he's better than us. He always says he's better than us. Stompy, you're delusional if you listen to this. He's but coming on the show in a few days. Yeah, he'll be so on our next gonna, episode. We're going to be talking this. to him. Oh, about yeah. That. I'll be talking to him, Mr. Scott Fishboy, champion, Devonta <laughs> Freeman, truther. Me, him and I are going to go have a big Devonta Freeman nice. argument on this next show. And I'm excited for it. Love having Stompy on. Love Stompy. Yes, we do. We have nothing bad to say about Stompy, nope. except for you're wrong, Stompy. You're going down in this listener league. Remember, already, I, I wanted to invite him over last year for Thanksgiving, remember, just to whoop your butt and not <laughs> fly him back. He almost came. He almost did. <laughs> you also got Kevin Alley in. Uh, I got a DM him. He hasn't responded yet. So, I mean, hopefully you're listening, Kevin. 
just just tweet at us. You're in the listener league, bro. And we're going to announce two people into the listener league. That's going to get us to a total of seven people. Wow, two. We get 12 spots total, depending on the feedback. If more people will sign up for a listener league, then we may go to 14. But as of right now, we're going to keep it 12. So I'm about to do a drum roll real quick. And then we are going to announce the next person in the listener league. Beautiful. Let's do it. The sixth person in the listener league. You just messed up the drum roll. You're supposed to do it right at the... I did. The sixth... Really? The sixth person (laughs) in the listener league is Dan LaMagna. I hope I'm saying that right. L-A, capital M-A-G-N-A. Dan... I think that's correct. I'm not 100% sure. But nice. Welcome to the league, Dan. <laughs> Welcome to the league. Twitter at LC underscore Dean. Thanks for donating, man. We yes, appreciate the donation. The fantasy cares, and we're excited to have you in this listener league. Yeah, Lackawanna College. He's a dean of students at Lackawanna College. So that's pretty cool. And he's also just recently became a writer for FF Statistics. So really happy for him. Nice. Wow. But hey, doesn't matter who you are in this industry. Anyone can play. You have some dude named Stompy who's pretty big, apparently. I'm just going to keep saying some dude because he is just some dude to <laughs> me. But Dan, welcome to the league, man. We're happy to have you in. And I hope you're listening right now because, yeah, just what? shoot me a DM. We're going to get this league set up really soon. Why don't we do another one at the end of the show? End of the show. We're, we'll we're going to another, another one listener in at the we'll end of the show. We'll get two today, like you said. And you guys, you know, the... Fill out the form. You can follow the instructions there. It's optional to donate. You don't have to donate. We're not requiring you to donate, but even $5 doesn't have to be a lot of money. And screenshot that, send it in. You have to be subscribed to the podcast. If you guys are new listening to this for the first time, please subscribe to the podcast. Every five-star review is appreciated. It takes less than five minutes, and we are doing more giveaways. We just gave away a T.Y. Hilton signed jersey away. Hopefully, Justin, not me. People thought it was me. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. I'm not going to take my own jersey. I'm not going to do that. But hopefully, he's enjoying that. He should be having it by the time this episode goes out. And hey, man, congratulations! Thanks for giving us a five-star right. review. Yep. And we're we may have another giveaway come soon. So we might. And the way you're going to be able to enter into this giveaway is by five-star reviews. So might as well get ahead of time and just start <laughs> getting them in right now. So yeah. you guys are new, subscribe, get that five-star review in, and let's get in today's show, Dad. Let's do it. I don't know how I'm going to intro this in, but I'm just going to go with it right here. Go okay. For it. You're on Twitter, or you're on social media. There's a picture that recently surfaced the internet about Antonio Brown's feet. Have you seen this, Dad? Yes, I did. It looked terrible, didn't it? The, the, that's just... I don't know if those are blisters. I don't know if those are blisters, band-aids. I don't know what's going on at the bottom of my feet. should be banned from talking He's he, he just, just... How dare you? How dare you say... Wow. It's just... Wow. It's not good. It's it's basically Antonio Brown looking at you. Are you serious? You serious, bro? It's just... That's just... Yeah. It's... it's, it's uh, yeah, I saw this time. I was like, "Ah, for that," but it's just gross. Immediately dropped down my rankings when I saw that. I don't uh, want to. I don't want to see a guy. How do with you that run kinda, with them feet like you, that? You don't. That's how you run. You, you, I mean, hey, I. All jokes aside, he's good at football. Sure. Antonio is. Brown is amazing at football, and we're gonna find out this year if that was because of Big Ben or not. But I believe that he is one of the best receivers of all time, regardless of what you think about his personality and who he is. I think John Gruden even said it, and yes, John Gruden is not the. I don't think you trust everything this guy says, but he, I do agree with him when he said that Antonio Brown's work ethic is different than other people. And you can't really measure work ethic in fantasy. You have stats, you have film, but work ethic is something that's in their mentality. And I think that's huge. You know, if someone has a better mindset than someone, it's possible they, they, you know, they can outperform. And Antonio Brown currently goes to wide receiver eight in drafts at the 207. I'm unfortunately fading him at that price. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know either. I mean, uh, I it's know, tough. I don't he's know nursing what, a foot injury right him. now, and he's going to be okay. He's just sitting out to make sure it's 100%. I think they're playing it smart with him. But I'd rather have Mike Evans, who's going one behind him, 
according to ADP. Now, who would you rather have, Mike Evans or Antonio Brown? Oh, Mike Evans. Okay, so if you use Mike Evans, he's going one spot behind him. No. Last year, Antonio Brown had 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns. Mm. I don't see him doing nearly as much as that this year. The touchdowns are going to go down to 5 to 8 probably, and 8's being generous, obviously. But the target share, he should still have a really good target share. But his splits with and without Ben Roethlisberger are actually crazy. Chemistry matters, and it was sure it before he's on the Raiders now. You could argue that Big Ben and Antonio Brown had the best chemistry in the league. And a close second is Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. So per Scott Barrett from Pro Football Focus, you guys know where to find him on Twitter. Throughout his career, Antonio Brown averages 8.4 fantasy points per game without Big Ben on the field. That's only 10 game sample size is not that big, but in all the other games, which is 130, which is a bigger sample size, he averaged 19.4 fantasy points per game. Big difference. And while, you know, those games where Big Ben missed, it was Landry Jones. It wasn't a great quarterback. It was Michael Vick at some times, I believe. I think Carr is better than people think, and I'm not expecting anything near 19.4 fantasy points per game. I'm thinking you're going to get probably bumped to like 11 or 12, and I am not taking Antonio Brown in the second round of drafts. And it's too pricey for me. And guess what? If I'm wrong about this and San Antonio Brown does succeed expectations and does finish as a top five wide receiver or top six wide receiver, I'm still going to be right. Well, I don't know why. Why? I have him in Dynasty in some leagues. So right. guess what? I'm not going to date him in redraft, but if he does well, I'm happy because I have him in Dynasty. So, sure. hey, I'm passing at him as redraft ADP, but I – I like Antonio Brown as a player, and I hope he does well, but I'm not liking where he's going in drafts. And I have Mike Evans all day at that price. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster's going ahead of him. You like Juju more or Antonio Brown? Former teammates, who are you taking I'm that? I'm taking Juju. taking Juju. Just because of the offense with Big Ben. Yeah, I mean, they don't have Antonio Brown now, though. But uh, I'm going Juju, too. I'm just trying to get our tail bed out of you, but I think we're, we're not, probably, we're we're we have an equal, we have right equal standpoint on Antonio Brown. So what do you guys say about Antonio Brown? Look, the Raiders signed a three-year deal for $50 million, right? Uh, Brown has posted 100-plus catches, 1,200-plus uh, yards, and nine-plus t- touchdowns for the sixth straight season. That's pretty impressive. Can he stay an elite wide receiver without Big Ben? That's the big question this yeah, year. I mentioned the splits. So, yeah. I mean, he has he's averages 4.2 catches and 62 yards in seven career games without Big Ben, as you just said. Yep. So, I mean... Gruden's number one wide receivers have averaged 137 targets, 79 catches for 1,142 yards and 7.4 touchdowns. So that's not too bad. So most most important for Brown is he's going to get the volume. It's going to be on his side, which will safely keep him inside the top ten this year. Yeah, I think top ten is is. I mean, he's not. Look, he's he's the, he's a talented guy. He's not going to yeah. get out of the top ten. Top down thing. He'll, he'll get his catches. He'll get the volume, and and he'll make it happen. But would it surprise you though? Like if you just imagine for a second. He finishes outside of the top twelve. Would that be surprising, or is it like justifiable because of his offense? Just really quick, it is. Um, it, it probably would surprise me because he's a very talented guy. I don't see him getting out of. Out I just of the worry top about the offense production. I understand, but, I it, but he's going to get the volume, so I don't see him getting out of the outside. Outside. The I don't have a problem if you guys do take him in the mid-second round because it is Antonio Brown, but I'm I'm most likely fading at price and taking Mike Evans after him. And just another guy that I don't know how to feel about the price. So Antonio Brown, I have a question mark about. And the other guy I have a question mark is Chris Carson. Mm. So I, I don't know how to feel about Chris Carson, Dad. But I will say this really quickly. The dude did well last year. He and did. as much as you don't like Chris Carson, you like, you like uh, Rashad Penny more. I like Rashad Penny you, a lot more. Well, yeah. Especially I, at we, the 6-12 price tag. Yeah, but if you... 
you can't deny what Chris Carson did. No, last you year. can't. Remember, Rashad Penny actually dropped. He's at seven oh two right now in PPR uh, leagues, according to FF calculator. Carson's going like early fifth, right? Carson is currently going. He's early fifth, five oh one. So, so the round and a half later. So, so from week later. from week twelve on, he finished as a number four wide receiver. Uh, not uh, fantasy running back. Yep. Sorry, good. behind McCaffrey, Henry, and Barkley. That's pretty impressive. Right, so he ranked third in the league in carries per game in 2018. Another impressive stat. Seattle's offense was the league's most run-heavy offense, but they have been since 2012. So there's no shocker there. That he did have unspecified off-season knee surgery. Yep. Which not there's not there's not a lot of talk about because no one really knows. He's sitting so. on a camper and he's chilling. Right. So I mean, I mean, he should continue to see plenty of work in the league's most run-heavy offense. I mean, Penny would have to pass him in usage to keep Carson from being a value at his current price at the 504 part. But I, I do like Penny's uh, price tag. Um, but if Carson's there, you do have to think about taking him or not. Yeah, so he played 14 games last year, and I'm counting it right now. I see one, two. These are the first two weeks where he had seven carries and six carries. He finished outside of top 24. Now I'm looking down. Outside of him, whenever he's had at least 10 carries – I'm looking, Dad, and if you give this guy at least 10 carries, he did not finish outside the top 24 except for one time against Oakland. And that's Oakland. just 10 carries. Yep, and that was he finished at 39th running back week 6 in wow. Oakland. And he finished out the year weeks 14, 17th ranked running back. Week 15, 6th ranked running back. Week 16, 5th ranked running back. This dude was consistent, and he ranked 30th among running backs in volatility. I like to see guys that are consistent, and so Chris Carson was. He was also 7th in red zone touches last year. I want to see running back get used in red zone. All right? Sure. 5th in rushing touchdowns. The problem here is wow. he was 53rd in running back targets. And you mentioned Seahawks are really run heavy they last are. year. They Most run, run they heavy they run in the ball. league. Last year, he had 14 total touch. He's 14th in the league in total touchdowns in running backs. He was third in evaded tackles. He's dodging players with 93. That's, that's insane. Sixth in the league in juke rate. That's evaded tackles per carry. He was also sixth in yards created and 11th in yards created per carry. He also got a lot of goal line touches, fifth in the league with 12. Zeke had seven, so he has five more goal line touches than Zeke. And Nick Chubb only had six, so he's more than him too. And he was tied for third among all running backs in goal line carries per game. The problem here is I don't think the Seahawks are going to be as run heavy this year. Wow, you think Tyler Lockett, they're going to be trucking to him? I love Tyler Lockett, as people on this podcast know. DK Metcalf's going to stretch the field, but I think the biggest reason for this is not because of the weapons they have. It's not, all right? You got to look at what has changed this offseason, and that's defense. Their defense is not the same anymore, Dad. They're not, all right? Last year, the defense put them 12th in the league in positive game script, which means, you know, they're up by a lot, so you can run the ball. You lose Earl Thomas. Yep. Very good player. Yep, sure. Vocal leader. You lose Cam Chancellor, captain. Sure. Let him walk. Frank Clark, another great defensive player, not there. And now you have your starting defense tackle, Jaron Reed, out for your first six games. So what you're saying is they're going to be behind a lot in games is what you're saying. I'm they're saying, going to have to rely on the and pass. they're in the division with the Rams. Yep. Good offense. Yep, you're sure going to be down absolutely. a lot probably with this bad defense. Sure. Cardinals, they're not the same Cardinals anymore, no. Dad. This is not Arizona anymore. No, this is not. the new Arizona sure. with Kyler Murray. And then you could, you could talk about the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo's back. Yep. It's a different division this year. And... They just got Ezekiel Ansa from the Lions, defensive end, but he just avoided the pup list. So that's something to monitor. 
but I am fading Chris Carson this year. He's currently going at a good price. I don't have a problem with the price. I don't have I don't probably take him, but you can take him for me, so I don't have to take him. He's going at running back twenty five. He's going behind James White, which I think is appropriate. He's going behind Philip Lindsay, and that's a tough one for me. I think I almost rather have Chris Carson in that situation. But there's already yeah, a report. That'd be a tough spot right there. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think that the Seahawks are gonna be more pass heavy this year, not because they want to, but because they have to. And I I'm probably fading him and last year. He didn't look bad, like I mentioned, because he had all those good stats you guys read. And he also won people championships because he did that well in the playoffs. But Penny is going to get more touches this year, and that's partially because Mike Davis is gone. So they're going to most likely give him the ball in place of that. And they're already talking about using Penny more in the passing game, which I want to see. And I do like Rashad Penny at his price, but Chris Carson is arguably the same. You know, They're about value the same because they're both going to eat into each other's touches. And I don't have a problem with Chris Carson, but would you rather have Chris Carson that or Philip Lindsay? They're very close, and they're both they, in my. They are, uh, you know, we liked Lindsay last year, and and I, I think there's more value in in that offense for Friedman there this year. But Lindsay, I think, is still going to have a good year. I, I'm going to have to take Carson right there. I think. All right. What about Tevin Coleman or Chris Carson? Coleman's going four spots behind Chris Carson, four running back slots behind Chris Carson. I'll take Chris Carson. I'll take Tevin Coleman. Uh, I'm going to put that on the table if you uh, want to do that. You're not feeling nope. confident. We got to get more table bets, bro. So I we need will. You to start well, we got, you got to disagree with me then. I do disagree right there, but you don't want to do it. It's okay, though. We'll go on to the next guy, and that's Tyler Boyd. We talked about him previously with Rich from the UK over across the pond. If he's listening, what's up, Rich? And that was before his AJ Green news. AJ right. Green has had surgery to repair it. They're already saying he's out week one. And that's right. That was in July. So right. I think with time coming and he hasn't started the rehab he's process. He's going to miss more than one. He's going to miss more games. So I think he's going to miss around four or five games. And he's going to be out for those first games. So we already left Tyler Board before that injury. And people are, there's news going around, you know. What's with AJ Green? They're not good, bro. Right. He needs AJ Green to succeed. Correct. That's what they're saying. I got news for you. What do you got? I'll tell you what the news is. Let me have it. I want to edit this out. The news is... You are fake news. <laughs> it's not the same. And I want to get to that in a second, but I want to hear what you have to say about Tyler Boyd before I get into that. Well, you know, th- with the A.J. Green news that's out there now, that should make Tyler Boyd, who did sign a four-year, $43 million deal, um, should make him the top option in training camp in any preseason game. Especially now that uh, John Ross is also suffering an injury, and that's another hamstring injury, I do believe. But not so fast. So A.J. Green missed seven games last year, but Boyd actually scored better with Green on the field. I, we do like Tyler Boyd this year, but that news is, is pretty puzzling to a lot of the, the scouts and stuff out there. So what's your take on that? <laughs> it's false, dude. People... Keep sleeping. I mean, he's moving way up and and draft. I right don't now. care. It's accurately priced. He should be moving up. You just be. do the law of conservation of targets, and that means if this guy goes out, there's more targets available. And who are they going to go to? That it's going to go to Tyler Boyd. It's got to go to AJ Tyler Boyd. Green. This is I gotta give full credit here for doing this split on Twitter. It's at Mark Wemkin. It's M A R K W M W E M K E N. So AJ Green, 2018, missed weeks 10 to 12, and then weeks 14 to 17. Andy Dalton. There's context, dude. Andy Dalton missed weeks 13 to 17. So Tyler Boyd's stat log with A.J. Green and Andy Dalton was eight games. He had 66 targets, 49 catches, 620 yards, five touchdowns, and that that's pretty freaking good. Sure is. So his stat log with Andy Dalton but without A.J. Green was only three games, but he had 14 catches on 23 targets, 221 yards, and one touchdown. 
And he played in just one game with A.J. Green and without Andy Dalton, and that was Week 13. Boyd was targeted eight times. He caught six passes for 97 yards. Very small sample, but, you know, he wanted to throw that in there anyway. And then another thing he said was Tyler Boyd's set lock without both A.J. Green and Andy Dalton. And this is where people get that narrative that A.J. Green matters because these games are counted because A.J. Green didn't play, but mattered to Andy Dalton. So this is with him having someone called Jeff Driscoll <laughs> throwing him the ball. That's correct. And I don't know about you, Dad, but that's not a good – Quarterback. No, it's not. No. So that was two games, seven catches on 11 targets in a total of 90 yards right. and a touchdown. You can see why those splits without A.J. Green look awful. Sure. So the conclusion that Mark made, and I think is the best conclusion, is that Boyd produced when at least one of A.J. Green or Andy Dalton were healthy, and then when both were healthy, he was a wide receiver one. Sure. When just one was healthy, he was a high-end wide receiver two. So – Look, the guy got 108 targets last year. What wide receiver wouldn't struggle without their starting quarterback? Right. That's what I'm saying. He had 108 targets. Uh, he caught 76 passes for 1,028 yards and seven touchdowns. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's very good. And I will say he was 17th in the league in red zone receptions, 19th in air yards. The O-line isn't great, but he's in the slot. They lost Jonah Williams, their first-round draft pick, which is going to hurt both Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton a little bit. But this is going to mean – Aiden Dalton's going to be under pressure more. He's going to look closer to the line of scrimmage, and that's typically where the slot runs. He was also seventh in production premium. Now, people are like, what the heck is production premium? Right. I, that's what you're probably saying right now, Dad, because I'm not sure what you know what it is. Production premium, this is on player profile, I quote-unquote this, ready? It isolates a player's situation agnostic efficiency. Production premium compares the outcome of all pass attempts, carries, and targets to league average outcome in those same game situations, yard line, down, and distance. Production premium also takes into account time remaining and game score to account for non-standard situations such as two-minute drill, clock milking, and garbage time. So this is where you get the most accurate of how they performed when it mattered and all of that. And that's what Tyler Boyd succeeded in, and you saw he was, I said, seventh among all wide receivers in that. So big shout-out to Mark Wemkin. Hopefully I'm fairness is not right, but great find on that. And there's context to these stats. So people looking at it quickly will say, oh, A.J. Green mattered, but in reality it was Andy Dolan. You need at least one of those guys healthy. And we love Tyler Boyd before this new injury news with A.J. Green. And currently, he's going at the... Let's find out. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 506 in drafts. He's going ahead of Christian Kirk, which I have back-to-back. He's going ahead of D.J. Moore now, which I'm fine with. And A.J. Green's also dropping. But, you know, this, this also counts in the whole month of July and stuff, so... I'm curious to see how that will change up and how it will shape up, but he's going to keep rising, and I think if you're in the fifth round, I don't have a problem with pressing that button on nope. Tyler Boyd. Neither do I. Tyler Boyd or Tyler Lockett, Dad? Both Tyler's, two Tyler's, you know, both they're good. They're both right there. at this, uh, I'm going to take Tyler Lockett right there. That's a good choice. Um, and while we're on top of Tyler Lockett, who do you like more than Tyler Lockett? You mentioned this before being recorded today. Chris Godwin, of course. I love Chris Godwin, too. This is very tough. I, I love both let's of them. Put right, it on, else, let's put it on the table. I, dude, I'm not Let, putting that on the table. Let's put that on the table. I love, bo- take, I love both well, of those guys. Take I'm not one or the other. Listen, dude. I take Chris Godwin all day over He's going ahead of Tyler Lockett right now. Yeah, No, no. Who else do you like more than Tyler Lockett? A couple picks. Give me another one. No. Who else do you like more? You like Calvin Ridley or Tyler Lockett? No, Lockett. Landry or Lockett? You're high on Landry. Lockett. Lockett or Robert Woods? 
That's another tough one. All right. I'll I'll just take Lockett over Godwin. You yes, can, that's what you, I was talking about. You, you, you seduced it, to the peer pressure. No, I don't even care. I'm I'm confident in my man Tyler Lockett. I love both Tyler Lockett and Chris Godwin, but I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. will have more fancy points than Chris Godwin. Put that on the table. It's on the table. All right. Now That, that one could go either way. Yeah, but I'm going to win. So Last year, I wasn't that great. This year, I'm better. This year, I'm ready to, to win. Oh, we'll bro. see. You better I'm do something ready. this year. All right, you got to calm down with that. Now, you know, what did you just say to me? I got to do something this year? Yeah. One of us has to do something this year, dude. What? Alan freaking Robinson. Yes, he does. He's got to do something this year because last year he let us down in Dynasty. Yes, he did. But Alan Robinson was very frustrating for all owners last year. He was 34th in the league in air yards. Not great. But he had 5.8 air yards per target, and that was a more than Devontae Adams. That was more than Juju Smith-Schuster. That was more than Calvin Ridley, and that was also more than Antonio Brown. All these guys going ahead of him. Last year, he had 24 contested targets. That's ninth in the league. That's not that's not, that's not good. Right. But he was 20th in contested catch rate with 41.7% and only a 2.1% drop rate overall. That's pretty good. And last year, he had a 26.5% end zone target share, highest on the team. The league average is 21.2%. I actually got to go up a little bit this year. He also had 21.9% target share. So over 20%. I like to see that. But these aren't great stats. No, they're not. I mean, and it's not going to wow you. He's currently no. going as the wide receiver, I believe, 30 something, 31st. I'm going to double check real quick. Yeah, so. Wide receiver, 31. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing. There's context to this. Just like there's context about Tyler Boyd. He was 51st. That's among all wide receivers that's not good dad no and target accuracy yeah Mitch Trubisky did not help this guy out and I think that's where it improves if Mitch Trubisky takes another step forward in Matt Nagy's offense in the second year then I think Allen Robinson can bounce back he was a 1,414 touchdown yards and then touchdown guy with Blake freaking Bortles yeah and you're telling me that Mitch Trubisky's not better than Blake Bortles the guy has wide receiver one talent he does have the talent last thing before you go we talk about Matthew Betts. Our episode OBJ is not injury prone. He's two years removed from a torn ACL. Yes, right. So that's that's what, the, I was going to get into that. No, I'm sorry. I, I stole your thunder. No. But go ahead. So, so last year he posted 55 catches for 754 yards and four touchdowns in 13 games. Finished 39th in total PPR points. Now, and what you just said, he did just come back from a 2017 uh, left knee, a torn ACL, right? So now he's two years removed from that, so he should be more productive in 2019, you would think, being two years away from that injury. So like I said a minute ago, he has wide receiver one talent, right? He is a classic high-risk, high-reward option who could finish with 80 catches, 1,000 yards, and touch, 10 touchdowns. In saying that, listen. It's bold. It is bold, but listen. He could, he could finish like that because he does have that wide receiver one talent. But he could also... Miss half the season. All right, well that's that's just not fair. That is fair because he could he could be hit or miss either way. He misses a lot of time, but he has that talent there. So last year he faded a bit as as Gabriel and uh, Anthony Miller they both gained more prominent roles in the offense as he mm-hmm. faded. So if you draft if my advice to him is if you draft him make sure he is not your clear number two wide receiver. That's all. And he's currently going as like a wide receiver three in drafts. That's why it's okay. Would you rather have Alshon Jeffrey who's going ahead of Allen Robinson or Allen Robinson? Both in pretty good offenses, I'd say. I I would take Robinson this year. Okay, I agree with you. And then I'll put this one on the table. Oh, here we go. I believe that Allen Robinson will have more fantasy points than Mike Williams. 
No, because no, you, you you got two different. I love Mike Williams in L.A. No, I'm not making that bet. You, but you, when Jesse Reed was on the show, I you said like that he Mike had top Williams. ten offside. He does, and I'm saying that Allen Robinson, the guy I just said wasn't that great last year. Well, but he's more. two years coming off his injury. He's going to be better than he was last year. All right. I think Mike Williams is going to be outscored by Allen Robinson. I you baited me into that last. I'm, I'm going to take that, but you know, just because you keep nagging, <laughs> I'm going to take that bet because I do like Mike Williams. So All put right. it on the table. Put it on so the table. I'm going to have Mike Williams. You're going to have Mike Williams over Allen Robinson. I say Allen Robinson. That's on a table. Not a boom. Now I'm going to take that bet. I'll take my chance with that. Yeah. And another guy who burned some fantasy owners last year because you took him earlier was Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, we're talking about guys who kind of hurt you last year, but this dude. Now, don't take nothing wrong. Larry Fitzgerald is a, one of the best wide receivers of all time. Oh, we're not Larry taking Fitzgerald anything is great. Away from and him. this was not his fault, dude. No. This was Mike McCoy, right. Josh Rosen, whoever the heck they had back in there. 17th in target share last year, still with that. Eighth in red zone target share. And this year, you're going to see him get in the red zone more, so I can see him get more. The team was 25th in pass place. Right. You mentioned how Kyler Murray's there, Cliff Kingsbury's there. That's going to change. He was also 14th in end zone target share among all wide receivers as well. But like I mentioned with Allen Robinson, the target quality is not good. Right. 90th mm-hmm. in target quality rating, dude. Yeah. And 81st in catchable target percentage. So he's outside the top 80 wide receivers. Yeah. But the whole offense, oh, the whole offense there sucked last year. Guess, yeah, it did. And that was because of the coaching, and that was because right. of the quarterback wasn't that great. Right. But I want you to guess what was Larry Fitzgerald's drop percentage rate last year? I want you to tell me. Zero. Yeah. No drops. This guy is Larry Fitzgerald. So you can see a scenario where if you're a rookie quarterback like Kyle Murray and you're going into the league and you're 22 years old, 21 years old, you know, similar to me. Sure. If I am saying hike, I'm going to want to throw to this Hall of Fame wide oh, receiver. Absolutely. I think it would just be cool just to throw to this guy. And – you know, Christian Kirk, of course, as well. I love Christian Kirk. Oh, Christian and, Kirk and I'm wearing a David throwing, Johnson gonna shirt. They're going to be throwing right. to him a lot I, this I'm year. wearing a David Johnson shirt right now. I think David Johnson's going to eat. I think Christian Kirk's going to eat. And I think Larry Fitzgerald is going to vastly outperform his draft price. He's going as wide receiver at 34 right now. That's, I mean, not vastly. I'd say he's going to be top well, three he, this year. I think he'll, he'll beat his draft, bre- draft yeah, price. It's, it's almost accurately priced because people are starting to wake up on him. So I take back what I just said. It's not going to go. But I think he's accurately priced. And I think he's a great wide receiver three. And if you can get him as wide receiver four or five, that's even better in drafts. People sure. are going to gravitate towards sexier picks come draft time. And Larry Fisher is going to be on the board. He's currently going in the seventh, eighth round. He's going in the eighth round right now. I can see him in your home list being there in the tenth round. And that's when you auto-click. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> you, you just don't even look at it. You're like, oh, Fitzgerald's there? Okay, thank you. Now, another question you're going to take around the same price as this guy is which wide receiver would you rather have that? You have Kiki Kuti. You have Curtis Samuel, who we just talked about last episode. You have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's your guy. I can throw Geronimo Allison in this bunch too. And then you have also a high upside wide receiver in Cortland Sutton. Who is your pick out of these five wide receivers or four or six? I, don't know, I can't really do math. I think it's five. Five wide receivers. You know, you got some tough choices in there with That's Kiki. That's the whole point. Kuti, I, and, and my choice right there would be Curtis Samuel. <laughs> I have to agree with you, dude. I mean, his upside, I think, this year is, is, is going to be awesome. We just talked about him on the last episode. I'll say the same thing. Matt Harmon, perception, perception. He compares him to Stephon Diggs. That's all you got to hear. That's it. I'm done. Mic drop. We're done. I'm done. That's all I got to say. Basically, just think Stephon Diggs improved every year in his route running mechanisms. And so did Curtis Samuel. He was 28th in hog rate last year, which is targets per snap. And he he had more targets whenever he played with DJ Moore. And you just, it's hard not to love this guy. His touchdowns are probably going to regress a little bit, but 
doesn't matter because right. this guy's going to eat and he's going as the wide receiver 42. All these guys are great mid-round options, I believe. I, I You can't go wrong with Kiki Kuti. I love no, Kiki Kuti. And we're going to talk about him soon. Because Will Foley, you can't count on him staying healthy this year either. So but My pick is going to be Curtis Samuel because at this point in the drafts in the eighth round, ninth round, I'm going for upside. And while all these guys do possess lots of upside, I'm going to go with the guy that I want, and that's going to be Curtis Samuel. If I had to rank him, i go Curtis Samuel, then I, then I go Kiki Kuti. Then I go Allison. And then I go a guy like Scantling or Sutton. Yeah, even Sutton. Sutton is Sutton's interesting. Be pretty good this year. He's too, going right? behind Curtis Samuel, so you can possibly get both. The thing with Sam is you got to see how Cam Newton's throwing shoulder. It, it was a c- concern after his surgery, but he seems to be doing very well in training camp. So we'll have to see how that pans out. And I'd rather have his price over DJ Moore. Yeah, we mentioned that with Elliot. Go check, the, right. go check out that episode. Um, it, I don't know. I'm titling it yet because I haven't really published it yet at the time of okay. recording this. But it, go check it out, and it's a great episode. We had a lot of fun with that. If you guys are new, before we get into this last segment, please subscribe. And lastly, Dad. There's running backs later in drafts. You can't just take wide receivers later in drafts as much as I like to take wide receivers later in drafts because it's just fun to take those high upside guys. But among these running backs, you have K1 Balaj, apparently getting some first-team reps. Not anymore, but he was. Devin Singletary, apparently getting first-team reps right now. Yep. You know, I know what Shady McCoy says. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Shady getting McCoy all. says today, yeah, oh, I'm the number one there. Yeah, he can say whatever he wants. He's a veteran. He can say it. Justice Hill in Baltimore. Yep. Naheem Hines, Indianapolis, pass catching back. Or Alexander Madison, Minnesota, Dalvin Cook's backup. Who would you rather have out with all these guys, Dad? You know, I'd like a couple of them guys there, but I'll have to take Kalen Balaj right there. Oh, oh, I'm going to disagree with you here, but why are you taking Kalen Balaj here, dude? Well, he has excellent size with e- excellent athleticism, but he has turned into an impressive production in college or in the pros. So he saw minimal work as a rookie, obviously, behind Drake and Frank Gore, but I think he's going to compete with Drake for snaps in an offense that projects as a bottom-five unit. Yeah, and they're going to be volume, and you can see a scenario where they're just going to go out there and score points, play no defense. Because, and and right know. now he's running with the number one, so who he knows was, what's yeah, going to happen? They're going back and Who's forth. Who's going to know what, what's going to happen? He was listed that, as the number two running back on his depth chart, and I think we got to think here is last year, you mentioned, didn't do that great rookie year. And we're never going to see Drake as a workhorse role. We're never going to see him. You don't know that. You don't know that because nah, Adam Gaze is no longer there. There's a, they new, brought there's a new coaching staff there. Yeah, from who? New England. <laughs> They're going to use many backs here, like you said, so I don't know if we're going to see a workhorse out of Kenyon Drake, but I think Kenyon Drake's going to get a lot more carries than people he's think. I think he's a good RB4-5 stash later on in your round. Yeah, and there's a better running back four or five stash in these later rounds. I'm going to tell you who that is real quick, dude. That's Justice Hill. I, I like Justice I Hill. I touted him before he even got drafted by the Ravens. Remember, we had that episode. Yep. And I said, you know, this guy is special. 81st percentile speed score. And he is the best ca- now, since he went to the Ravens, he is the best pass-catching option there, especially at the running back position. I think he's better than any of the receivers they have there as well. He had over 30 catches as a sophomore at Oklahoma State. And if he does well in preseason, which we don't know yet because week one hasn't even happened yet. Correct. So I can sound like a genius right now predicting the future. Week one, I could see him you know, having a good preseason. I don't know, for a driver too. Then just wait because his draft price is going to skyrocket. And if you're doing early drafts this year and he didn't go off week one preseason, he's a great running back four or five. Sure is. Because he has that pass-catching opportunity. And you can see them using two back sets, put him in the slot. He's very versatile. And I love Justice Hill this year. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. Either one of them guys. Yeah, Devin Singletary, I keep an eye on him. If he keeps getting his first-team snaps, it's going to be also interesting to monitor. You know, you, you heard news that uh, Shady McCoy was going to be the guy out this year, but like uh, like I said, today he came on there and said, I'm the number one here. That's what they're telling me, so we're going to have to see what happens. Very interesting to see. 
I thought he would be out and Singletary would, would jump right up boards. Yeah. Well, well, he's probably going to in drafts. And we right. have our first draft this Sunday, August 11th. I'm excited oh, for that one. I'm looking forward to that one. I've already, I hit, bad thing about doing podcasts is all your beans, all your marbles wow. are spilled so people know what you're going to do. But we're going to see. I'm going to have fun with this draft, Superflex draft. And I'm excited for it, dude. I, I'm also excited to just snipe all your guys on you're you. Gonna get and then after I snipe all your guys, we can just trade teams. Yeah. No, that's not happening. You okay with that? I'll snipe all your guys. You snipe all my guys, and we'll just trade teams a week before we won. Why would I want your team when you went 0-5 last all right, year? That's just bullshit. Okay. That, yeah, uh, why would I want your team? I'm going to stick with my own team because right now I am 5-0 and against you. Anyway. Uh, that's, that's bad. Let's you get just, another listener in the listener league. Yeah, why, why don't we get in there, listener in the listener league? Standard episode right now. We're going to get in there, listener. Once again, go on the show description down below or wherever you're listening to. Click on that uh, link where I have the listener league sign up, and I have it colon then i have the link click on that fill it out on your laptop it's you know and if you guys do donate to fantasy cares you're going to get a little bump probably tenfold because we do appreciate everyone who's spending their money Absolutely. to donate to a good cause and get to go against me it's Stompy, for, it's for my kids dad, at christmas defending champion tyler Belowski. so without further ado let's get this seventh member into the listener league. and the seventh person in the listener league is ahmad Congrats. Welcome to the league, Ahmad. Yeah, welcome. He was in it last year, but this dude just surprised with a big donation. He wants to be in it. He loves our podcast, and we appreciate him for donating the money. Yes, we do. Podcast. He was on our podcast. He's the one the episode where I touted Justice Hill. That's I right. said, yo, this guy's going to do well. And he, you know what? It's happened. You can follow him on Twitter, at Lamont. With that, and instead of a O, it's a zero. So L-A-M-0-N-T-87. Welcome to the listener league. Welcome man. to the league. Make sure you, make sure you guys get in touch with us. That that's that's Kevin Nail. He's got to get a hold yeah. of us still. He hasn't got a hold of us. And and Dan, who just got in at the earlier of our show, he'll he'll get a hold of us. He'll get a hold of no us. No doubt. And Ahmad get a hold of us so yep. we can get your information because the draft is almost here. And the we're gonna try to do up. it uh, later in August or early September before the obviously before season starts. And right. we're gonna send out invites soon once we get that set up. But congratulations, guys! And if you want to be in this league with us, we have five spots left. If it's we get more, up. we might go to a 14-person we'll league. We'll see. We'll see sure how yet. much the uh, interaction is. But, yeah, I'm excited to have this listener league up again. I'm excited to try to, like, regain the title. I should have won last year, but I'm going to beat Tyler. That's my goal. And, yeah, it's going to do it for this episode, guys. You guys are new made this far. Please subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. See you.